This is Our Tomorrow, Youth Voices Podcast, produced in collaboration with SACI. My name is Brie Jimenez. I go to East Central High School in ECISD. I'm part of the Our Tomorrow Network, and I've been part of the organization for two years. This organization takes steps forward to elevate youth voice in community settings. This is episode five of our ongoing series, Elevating and Empowering Young People Here in San Antonio and Beyond. In this episode, we are hosting a Q&A with Ron Nuremberg, the mayor of the city of San Antonio. Mayor Nuremberg was first elected in June 2017, and this past May, he was re-elected for his third term. He was first elected to represent District 8 on the San Antonio City Council in 2013, where he served two terms. Prior to his public service, Mayor Nuremberg served as a program director for the Anne Nuremberg Public Policy Center, where he developed and directed award-winning civic engagement programs. He's also the founder of two small businesses and worked as the general manager of KRTU-FM San Antonio. As the mayor of San Antonio, Nuremberg leads the seventh largest city in the country. When I found out I'd have a special opportunity to interview the mayor, I felt extremely excited. It was such an opportunity to be able to interview one of the cities that I live in's main leaders. For this conversation with Mayor Nuremberg, I was joined with my friend and fellow youth civic engagement leader, Ayana Brielle from the Lemonade Circle. We both wanted to talk to Ron about embedding youth voice into politics, giving young people a voice within our community and the future ready plan for San Antonio. I'm Ayana from James Madison High School and I'm with the Lemonade Circle. Uh, hello, I'm Brianna Jimenez from East Central High School and I'm with the Art Tomorrow Network. And we just want to thank you for taking time to speak with us about youth voice and the future of essay planning and how we can integrate youth voice into our city. Awesome. Great to join y'all. Uh, very nice to meet you, Brianna. Ayana, um, I'm, my name is Ron Nuremberg, Mayor of San Antonio, and I couldn't be prouder to join you today. And to start our interview off, I would like to say, in a social and political world primarily run by adults, how do we as youth insert ourselves into conversations regarding youth by making it appealing to adults, but also staying true to ourselves? Yeah, that's an incredibly important question that we need to continue to ask ourselves. And, and the truth of the matter is, for me, um, we need to harness youth voices and, and young people in our community need to get involved because um, you are going to live longest with the consequences of the decisions made by elected officials and by leaders all across our country. And so when it comes to um, how we do that, making things relevant by just um, ensuring that uh, youth uh, and youth leaders in particular have a seat at the table, uh, during the course of policymaking and, and deliberating, debating important issues of the day is is the most important thing. And on the on the other side of that are the responsibilities that young people should harness themselves to get involved. And I I always remind people, um, particularly at the local government level, and local government impacts your day every day, all the time, no matter what you're doing. It's, it's usually local government that has the most immediate impact on your life. And unfortunately, if you look around the country and here in San Antonio as well, at the rates of voter turnout in local elections, it's very, very small among the eligible voting population. So here in the city of San Antonio, for instance, we on one cycle or, or the next, elections at the local government level here in San Antonio routinely get only 15% or so 
eligible voters turning out, which means that if you're 18 and older and registered to vote, 85% of people who are, have already done that stay home when it's an election and they're old enough. And so what I remind young people is if voting were the only way to get civically involved in your community, then most people aren't doing it to begin with. So there's got to be other ways to get involved. And really, the most important thing to do is to show up when there are meetings, make your voice heard, make sure that your, your presence is being known and felt so that you're considered in the course of the decisions that are being made by your local communities. Do you think that you can make voting and things like that more available by promoting them more and being on social media and being like, oh, we're having a, um, a vote about the environment or a vote about a new building. Do you think that would help? Absolutely. And um, we as local officials, most everyone um, you will hear from wants more participation. We, we want more people to turn out. We're using every opportunity we have, every resource we have, social media, regular media, doing interviews and things almost sometimes pleading with folks to get involved, to get engaged. Um, but it's never enough because what, what influences people's behavior the most is not really you know the TV or the radio or the movies or even their social media stream. What influences people the most are their peers, are their peer groups, their friends, their family members. And so you being here at the table and, you're in, and the folks in the UP partnership who are at the table getting engaged um, have to take it to the next level. It's not enough to be engaged for yourself and for your community. It means that you now have a responsibility as a leader to reach out to the friends group, to, to the people within your social circle and inspire them also to get involved. Because if we're not doing that, then the impact is, is just contained. It's very small. Um, so I, I always talk with young leaders um, to take the next level. If we really want to make change in our communities and make change in the world, we have to do the, the extra steps necessary to engage folks who we know that are part of our circles that are still sitting out. And so you talk a lot about the future and making sure that youth and young people are ready for the future. Realistically, what do you think it'll take to make sure that all young people are ready for this future of engagement and being involved? And how will we know when we've gotten there? You know, that's a really good question, and I'm not sure we'll ever know if someone is ready for the future because the future is such a dynamic, changing thing. Um, but what, what I think will prepare us most, what I would look for, is someone who shows up, who's engaged. Um, because if you take an active role in your future, if you take an active role in your community, whatever challenge is out there, you having a seat at that table, uh, means that you care enough to uh, not let the future happen to you, but to harness it for yourself. And so, you know, we're experiencing great changes in the climate that we have to deal with and we have to prepare for. Young people across the world are leading that effort. We are experiencing such challenge and heartbreak with issues like gun violence in our community. It's young people who are speaking out that are making change about that issue. We don't know all the issues that we're going to be facing a year or 10 years from now, whether it continues to be issues like immigration or human rights, things like that, or, or, uh, or additional economic challenges like socioeconomic inequality. We don't know, we can't predict everything that the future is gonna throw at us, 
but I know the young person who is engaged and who is at the table being willing to be part of the decision-making process is ready for the future, regardless of what it might throw at us. And how is the city of San Antonio kind of creating a collective impact on how youth can harness that power and how they can actually be engaged within the community? Well, I think San Antonio might be a model uh, in some regards for success. We obviously have a marathon to go, but organizations like Up Partnership are one. Uh, we have great civic engagement organizations like Move Texas that are here, um, Jolt, um, many organizations that are actively promoting and bringing together young people and young leaders. Um, we we're just talking about the new Leaders Council, for instance. But I would also say that at the local government level, um, I used to work for 10 years in, in an organization called the Annenberg Public Policy Center, and I was in charge of projects nationwide that were focused on how to um, inspire young people and inform young people into civic action. Um, one of them is called Student Voices, and that spirit um, is what ultimately led me to, to you know, run for local government. Um, so I can try to incorporate that work in what I do now. And we do have a few efforts specific to local government that we're doing. One of them is the Youth um, Commission. Uh, young leaders appointed by each council member and by the mayor get together and they hash out you know, their positions on policies that are facing the city and facing the city council. I also put together uh, a youth engagement council on climate that is going to help us steer our climate action and adaptation plan implementation. And I think we're in the second cohort now and it's gotten um, great accolades because the young people are putting together projects that help demonstrate climate action. Um, we're also working with um, the various leaders of student government associations at the college level uh, to unite them and and help them work together towards common a common agenda uh, for you know not the youngest of our young people but you know people who have just gotten their right to vote and and are, are getting even more engaged in the voting process so there's a lot of different efforts that are underway independent of the city and then within the city that are are aimed at uh, civic engagement for young people. And, and to me, that's what continues to energize us and will ultimately make our city government ready for the future. What are your thoughts on how we can build a stronger, more civically engaged youth community that breaks down negative ideologies and stereotypes and allows us um, a better environment um, to address things like mental wellness and making sure we have opportunities to be prepared for the future? Well, I think a lot of it is what we talked about already, but I, I think the other part of this is that there is engagement um, and then there's also um, informed engagement. And, and one of the things that we have to do across the board is ensure that education institutions are also embracing youth engagement. I remember when I was in school, there was very little discussion of civic uh, events and current events. It was almost a, a desert of activity. It's always been of concern to me and many other people that for a long time we have taught to the test, you know, standardized education in a way that lacks sort of a, an attention to the world around us that would inspire people to be engaged. That's why 
uh, the work that I mentioned that I was doing at Annenberg even came into existence is because we needed more civic education happening in schools. The same is true about, uh, you know, adult population. One of the reasons why we're seeing voter apathy so rampant is because I don't think there's a whole lot of civic literacy um, that's happening for any age. It's symptomatic of seeing news media consolidate and in some cases local journalism going away from local communities. So I think all of that is part of a, a systems change that we have to look for, not only to uh, keep our community engaged, but also to protect our democracy, uh, to have informed engagement um, is critically important. And I've always said that the most sacred and unfortunately scarce natural resource in this country is an active and informed citizen. And that, the, that same truth continues to hold and we've got to work on it together. I wanted to sort of bring it back to uh, schooling because I know that a lot of people, it relates to our question of um, breaking down those negative stereotypes and ideologies. And I think, um, how do you feel about breaking that barrier between um, parents teaching their kids or, or showing a negative uh, point on the world? How do you, how do you think we can... Um, take that and separate that from actual education? That's a, uh, that's a difficult, <laughs> that's a, that's a difficult question. Um, you know, a few things. Um, first is I think we always tend to fear things that we, we have no control over. Uh, and there's this tendency to view government and institutions of decision makers as sort of outside of us. The people refer to government as they, them. Uh, it's not. It's us. We elect our leaders, and we we are the participants in our representative democracies. We're the ones that put folks into power to make decisions on our behalf. To understand that and to embrace that and to you know participate in the voting is critically important. And once you start engaging, you don't fear it as much. I think that's part of it. When I was at Annenberg, again, part of the work that we did is not just on, on engagement, but also to understand the nature of engagement. And I mentioned that the most effective influencers in a person's life are their peers. Well, this is interesting. What we found was that people's political attitudes and their tendency to vote, adults, um, were also going the opposite direction of what you would think. Young people who were in our program who were learning about current events and talking about current events amongst their peer groups were also taking those conversations home with them. And parents of the students who were engaged in those discussions who were involved in that program were more likely to vote. So it's the young people who are getting informed, who are learning about the issues and talking to their parents and encouraging their parents were having an influence on whether or not their parents voted. And I think Young people, particularly those who aren't of voting age, should understand that and, and embrace that and know that you have a responsibility, even within your own family, to encourage folks to get engaged and to go vote. And I think that that helps people understand that young people are not, you know, these wide-eyed youths that have crazy ideas, but in fact, may be our source of truth and, and, and inspiration to help us, again, become the kind of democracy that we can be proud of. 
So you talk about a lot how we have to break down the barriers of standardization of what has confined us to almost a box. And we have to break down these ideas that the government is so far away from us when really it's we are the government. We play one of the largest parts in that. And so thinking about how can we equip youth with the resources and um, things available to prepare them for the future, but also making sure that hits all portions of San Antonio in an equal manner. Yeah, well, that's that's a great challenge because of the fact that we are so socioeconomically stratified and there's so many different lines of jurisdiction. Um, we have 17 different uh, school districts in Bear County. Uh, meaning that there are 17 different dividing lines between different school districts and all of them have different levels of wealth that funds their resources in their schools and therefore have different levels of um, many, many times different levels of salaries they can pay their teachers and different amounts of resources that they can use to fund textbooks and, and things like that. So there, it's, it's not equal. And so students who are born on one side of the line or, uh, or another don't have equal opportunity. And we have to understand that. We have to work to change that system. That's the first thing. But I, I think um, knowing kind of the landscape of unequal opportunity means that we have to put measures in place and organizations in place to understand that and, and sort of um, rectify that inequality. And that's why organizations like UP are so important. Uh, that's why it's, it's critical that we work to pass legislation that equalizes the resources that are available in school districts. That's also why uh, your city government is important to provide avenues for engagement that might not be present in, within the school systems because they're doing so much. Um, so it just depends on what the area of opportunity is, whether, whether it's a climate engagement activity or it's voter access and polling access, um, we just have to account for the historic and the present current day inequalities that are within different jurisdictions and boundaries that prevent equal opportunity for young people to engage in the process. Again, I, I would say this, that was a great, great response. Um, do you, have, do you have any final thoughts on just integrating youth voice into the city and what that may look like for the future? Oh, what it will look like in the future. Um, so one day you guys are going to be on the other side of this desk and um, you're going to be asking the same question. And, and my hope is that you will stay engaged uh, enough to inspire your peers, number one, but also that you'll, you'll remember that, you know, at one point you were this young uh, you were thirsting for opportunities, and we have to figure out ways to to accomplish that uh, because it it is, I will say this, being inside the city government, working in that bureaucratic system, trying to break through that bureaucratic system in many in many ways to to create change can be frustrating because government is complex. There's a lot of different lines of jurisdiction, like I said. There's checks and balances. There are people with different opinions that I work with that I have to convince. You have to work within all of that to create change. And sometimes that it can bog you down, wear you down a little bit. But you have to remember that, you know, there are millions of young people in this community. You know, there are millions of people all across the state that um, may not even be young anymore that are, are wanting that opportunity, who are begging to be heard. 
And we just have to remember that uh, as leaders, once you get in that position of opportunity and, and decision making, that there are folks that you got to reach back to and, and help and, and, and continue to make change. I don't know if things will change too much in that dynamic, uh, but just again, I hope that as the people change, as the, as the, you know, as, as you take your seat over here and there are other people that take your place over there, that you'll remember that and reach back to them. Thank you so much for just having us and yes. things like that. Uh, it's great to join you. Great to, to <laughs> meet you, Brianna, Ayana, and uh, look forward to seeing all of your work in the future. Thanks to Mayor Ron Nuremberg for the conversation. The Our Tomorrow Youth Voices podcast is a production of SACE and a partnership. This episode was produced by a team of SACE alumni, including Renata Cervera, Elias Flores III, and Alejandra Salazar. Special thanks to Guillermina Zabala, Media Arts Program Director at SACC, and Leroy Adams, Senior Youth Voice Manager at UP Partnership. To learn more about UP Partnership and the R Tomorrow Network's youth voice work, connect with us on Instagram at rtomorrow.sa or visit our website at uppartnership.org slash rtomorrow. To learn more about SACC's youth arts programs, visit sacc.org. Subscribe to Youth Voices wherever you get your podcast.